Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. of the lake. There are so many different tales and stories surrounding such a title. Ghost stories, cryptids, and the occasional heartwarming stories are thrown in there just for good measure. But a happy ending tale is not what you're here for, is it? (laughs) Of course not. What else would you expect from a show with a name wicked and grim. (laughs) In today's case, the Lady of the Lake is very much so a true story. It is one of the disappearance of Haley Illingsworth. It is a tale of murder, heartbreak, covering one's own tracks and sadness. But if you do like true crime, this will be right up your alley. Now, all that on its own is not what makes this story worth telling for the third annual Halloween week. No, no, no. For you see, when Haley's body was finally turned up in the cold waters of a lake, a very interesting thing had happened to her corpse over time, which left her almost not decomposed at all, despite the years passing. The results left are a story for the ages, one that will certainly transcend time into legend. Now though, without further ado, ladies, gentlemen, theys and thems, my name is Jacko and I am your master of ceremonies. It is my absolute pleasure to hand you off to your hosts, Ben and Nicole of Wicked and Grim, to tell you the story of Lake Crescent's Lady of the Lake. Day three of the third annual Halloween, Halloween. Week. Here we are. How's it going? Woo. Thanks, Jacko, for the intro. You're awesome as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, day three already. We're just flying by. Flying through it. And mm-hmm. that means Halloween's all that closer. Yeah, which is exciting. So I'm curious, do you guys have your Halloween costumes picked out yet? Because you're running out of time. So I'm here's your warning. You only <laughs> have a few days left. them out. Jeez. Well, stop by after work somewhere. Get what you got to get. Hopefully that Amazon package arrives in time. I wouldn't rely on Amazon at this point. No. Personally. They've let us down lately, actually. They have. Um, but we have a few things to grab, too. We do. I need a wig. Hey. That's all I was going to say is I need oh, a wig. Okay. Okay. Ben needs a wig. It's all good. I need I a wig. I was just like, shh. 
you're not supposed to say what no. we're going to be. No. That's I, for Instagram Live. Touche, touche. If you want to see what we're actually going to be, you have to catch up on the socials. Uh, but I do need a wig to to finish my ensemble, if you will. And I think yours is complete, is it not? Um, I might need one more piece okay. or something. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I, I saw what you did there. I know what you're talking <laughs> about. Y'all good, y'all good. Um, okay, so I have I have a confession to make. What's that? I have not been following my itinerary for Halloween week at all yet. Well, no, I mean, I have, haven't. I have been, but I haven't. Well, the cases that you have thought you were going to be doing. Exactly. Yeah. So I planned out like the cases for Halloween week and it's like the day rolls around where it's like, it's going to be like, I'm researching today's case and I'm like, eh, it just doesn't feel right. So I go find something else and I'm like, Ooh, this is better. And so that's what I've been doing. That's so interesting. But it, it, I'm loving it. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen to me because I announced which one I was doing for Patreon. Yeah, you fuck now. So, yeah. You're stuck with it. Well, I feel like they might forgive me. <laughs> I also have to say, I just have to do a side note here. Because we posted our photo shoot photos. We did. On Instagram and Facebook. And... um. I would not kill Ben that quickly. <laughs> I wouldn't. It okay. Was, it was just for, it was for the a photo, photo shoot. shoot. And you also, know? I mean, like if you look at the photos, like, because if you haven't seen it, we're having a picnic, zombie comes up, bites me, I kill it, I turn into a zombie, Nicole needs to kill me. Mm-hmm. If you look at the photos, I turn quick. Real quick. And yeah, there's been some comments about that, which yeah. is funny. Well, I mean, some zombie movies, the zombies turn real fast. Do they? Oh, yeah. There's even one zombie movie. I'm, I want to say it's 28 days later. I could be wrong, but there's a dude who gets a, he's looking up at like a structure and there's a body hanging up there and a drop of blood falls in his eye (gasps) and he turns from that and like in seconds. Really? Yes. Holy shit. That's terrifying. Yeah. Cause the virus got into his bloodstream via that transmission. Right. So, Mm -hmm. but uh, Mm. yeah, telling a story in 10 photos on Instagram is a little difficult. (laughs) So it Facebook had is. it better. Facebook yeah. has it better. They got more photos to tell the the in between a little bit more. Well, the only like I love all the photos. The only thing that I that was not my idea that I was like, this makes me look like a cold bitch <laughs> is the fact that I I was supposed to take a sip of wine after I and like, walk away like a badass. Okay, the walking away with the wine bottle was okay, but the actual like after I just like killed you, like taking a sip, I had wanted. To put like a rose or something on your chest so I didn't look like such a biatch, but yeah. that didn't happen. It was a little cheesy. I thought if you just have a switch, like you just went through some trauma. So you're <laughs> numbing your pain and you're off to take on the apocalypse. Oh, shit. That's that would be, that would be terrifying. Yeah, it would be. Wow. Did like just, just now for some reason, I actually put myself in those shoes. I didn't do that at the shoot, but now I'm like, shit. Yeah. I think we're gonna have to go to Patreon and actually start talking to people their their apocalypse plans. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, but we we've been uh, rambling a little bit about apocalypse stuff, and and we should probably get to the case. What do you mm-hmm. think? Yeah. Okay. Well, as Jacko so aptly said, this is the Lake Crescent's Lady of the Lake, and I have heard many a tales regarding Lady of the Lake. This Lady of the Lake that there's many ladies of the lake. Okay. Um, many of them being ghost stories and stuff, but this one is not a ghost story. It is a true crime case. Hmm. Wow. So it happened in the hazy summer of 1940. 
So we're going back in time just a little bit. It was on the tranquil surface of Lake Crescent in Olympic National Park. Now, this area bore witness to the whole eerie event, and it would send shivers down the spines of basically the entire community living in the area, and I mean, rightfully so. So a blanket-swathed bundle emerged floating on the water from the depths of the lake, prompting, of course, authorities to be called and launching an investigation. So they meticulously unraveled the layers of this bundled-up bunch of blankets that was bound with rope, only to reveal the lifeless body of a woman. So what made this grim discovery even more chilling was the preservation of the body. Despite the brutality that was clearly inflicted upon her body from obvious strangulation marks and trauma, for example, uh, she had defied the natural course of decay. She was clearly in the water for her while, for a while and her skin, which was void of facial features and fingertips because those had rotted away. Okay. Um, she'd gone under an uncanny transformation, if you will. Because just wait, side note here. Yes. Because be a body in water, doesn't that tend to speed up the decay? It speeds right? up the decay process, yes. Okay. So in this case, the body was certainly in the water for a very long time. And we will touch on how long later. Okay. Um, but she did not decay. Hmm. In fact, she was preserved. Wow. Which again... We'll touch on later. Okay. I have I have a thought, but let's we'll touch on it later. Well, go ahead with your thought because I haven't even finished talking here and your thought's probably going to change my next sentence. Oh, well, now I don't want to say it. But I was like, maybe it's something within that water of the lake that's preserving her is my thought. Well, I mean, technically, yes, but there's a whole chain of events that okay. leads to it. Okay, let's hear it. So this whole transformation turned her skin basically into like a substance akin to soap. Really? Yeah. It was a very macabre phenomenon that is known as saponification. I'm saying that slow so you can hear Whoa. it. Oh. Right? Saponification. I've never heard of that. Okay. Now this unsettling phenomenon occurs when fatty acids within the body react to the cold alkaline waters creating a ghastly transformation. The results left her once nice soft textured skin to be replaced with a grotesque form where the skin could be quote scooped away oh. like putty wow really yes oh okay i really wanted to put that term in there too scooped away like putty because that is a whole ass visual mm -hmm. and I primarily picked this one for Halloween week because of that right because there. Because of the scoop, like, putty. Could you imagine, like, just, like, I can picture touching someone's face oh. and just, like, your fingers sink in, just like you're just, like, like, it's like a putty and you can just, like, grab pieces off, like, a handful like of flesh. Like pudding, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> that's not okay. That's not okay. <laughs> no. It was... It was a horror that basically defied explanation at the time, like how or why this happened, mm -hmm. um, basically just baffled everybody. Now, the lake itself, Lake Crescent, normally it's known for its serene beauty, but it does have a bit of a darker reputation uh, beneath its waters. Now, there are some legends behind the lake, which I'm going to touch on here. And these legends talk about ancient battles between, I'm probably going to butcher the names here, but I'm going to do my best, Kalalam and Quileuet tribes. 
Um, they battled beneath the looming Mount Storm King. Now the mountain, which was enraged um, over this battle, hurled a massive stone into the valley, which dammed the river which and gave birth to Lake Crescent. Okay. So the aftermath of that mythical battle uh, had instilled, instilled fear into the hearts of like generations of these Native American individuals, causing them to actually steer clear of these lakes. Uh, believing it to basically be cursed. Mm -hmm. And according to the chilling lore, uh, Crescent Lake never relinquishes its dead. A belief that was held very stern until this summer of 1940, of course. Hmm. Like, what what do you mean exactly by that? Like, people die in there, but they're never found kind of thing? Yes. And I'm sure bodies are dumped in there, too, um, because the lake is actually known to be over 600 feet deep. And there are reports of some spots apparently even being up to close to a thousand feet deep in certain wow. areas. Yeah, that's a deep ass lake. Yeah, that seems bizarre, actually. Yeah. Um, now, it's always been like notorious of this not giving up the dead thing. And I'm assuming it's because of that deep water. Even if you go back into like the history with all these legends and stuff. I'm assuming that deep water would make it hard to recover some bodies. Well, yeah, like I don't even know what you would use to... Or if you could even really go that deep to look, hey? Uh, not really. No. Ugh. I don't actually really know if I'd even want to swim in there. It sounds kind of terrifying. Just not knowing what's down there. Mm-hmm. But that lake that we had that we used to visit all the time close to Jasper, it would have probably been pretty dang deep too, Oh, eh? not that deep. Horseshoe Lake? Yeah. No, it's, no way it's that deep. Okay. Not even close. Well, I need like a comparison, you know? I don't know what lake I've been to that's been that deep. Probably none. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the closest would probably be like Francois, but that's not even close to this. Francois is like maybe 100 feet deep or something, I'm thinking. Oh, but I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just kind of going off like the top of my head here. Mm-hmm. So anyways, it's a deep ass lake. That's what we need to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the whole tale of Crescent Lake and what just happened uh, was spreading. The mysterious woman that was found in the heart of the lake swiftly acquired a very haunting moniker, the Lady of the Lake. Hmm. So the public, fueled by this whole gripping narrative, had tabloids going, and it basically started this whole mystique around the story. Who is she? What happened? How did she basically turn to fucking soap? Well, yeah, and how long has she been in there? Like, I have questions, too. Yeah. Yeah. So the authorities were now faced with an immense challenge. They had to reveal the identity of this woman and perhaps even more daunting, apprehend her ruthless killer because she did have some marks of brutality on her body, right? Right. And she was bowed and bound and and tied. So her body was taken in for examination. A visual inspection and the subsequent autopsy of her body showed that the woman met a very violent death. Her neck was bruised and discolored. Her chest showed evidence of extensive hemorrhaging. uh, So she had clearly been beaten and strangled. Hmm, That's freaking sad. It is. Initially, there wasn't much to go on for identifying her. As I had already sent. Right, fingerprints. Her finger, the tips of her fingers, the tips of her toes, and her face had decayed away. Okay. So there wasn't much for identification, unfortunately. Um, But after tireless efforts, a breakthrough finally came from an unexpected source, a tenacious medical student by the name of Harlan McNutt. Now, in a feat of sheer will and diligence, 
and examining uh, the student unearthed a critical clue, an upper dental plate. Okay. Yeah. So this seemingly insignificant piece of evidence served as the literal missing link connecting the nameless victim to a woman who had vanished from the local landscape three years ago. Three years. Three years she's been missing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So to even be able to tell how she died and stuff is a friggin' miracle, really. Her body was preserved beautifully. Whoa. Okay. I was thinking it was going to maybe be like a couple months. And that nope. was and that in itself would almost be like a miracle that they could still tell stuff. Yeah. But three years. Three years. Wow. Also, kudos to this like doctor. Right. For going the extra mile. I 100%. like that. And it wasn't even, I don't think they were a doctor yet. They were a medical student yeah, at the time. I love that. So good on them. Uh, where am I here? Right. So the Lady of the Lake was found to be a woman by the name of Haley Illingworth. Uh, she was a Port Angels waitress with a story both of hope and, unfortunately, despair. Now, Haley was born on January 8th, 1901, into the humble abode of diligent farmers in Greenville, Kentucky. Throughout her young adult years, she embarked on a series of journeys heading westward, driven by the pursuit of a better life, especially since she had gone through two marriages and just recently ended her second. And on that journey, she found her way to the shores of Lake Crescent. Okay. Yeah. Amidst the whole like beauty of Olympic, the Olympic Peninsula and mm-hmm. the whole surrounding area. Apparently it's gorgeous. Kind of want to check it out. So how you first went about describing that though, I was like. My first thought was, oh, does she want to be an actress? No, she doesn't want to be an actress. <laughs> no, she's just kind of like, uh, I don't know, just, you know, people like want to leave the town there and just, yeah. I'm going to just go find something new. Restart start, their life. Exactly. Yep. Start over sort of thing. Find something nice and find my own place. And I think that's kind of what she was doing. So she was trying to find her own place. And in that process, she had found herself working a job as a barmaid at the Lake Crescent Tavern, which is now known as Lake Crescent Lodge. Uh, So here, fate introduced her to an individual named Montgomery, a.k.a. Monty J., a very charismatic guy um, known as apparently a ladies' man. Uh, And yet he was very deeply flawed. He was an individual who drove a beer truck, which delivered those frothy, delicious beverages that I may or may not be enjoying right now. Mm -hmm. That you may enjoy like, you know, daily. Hey, hey, hey. Semi-daily. <laughs> um, but he would deliver those drinks to the thirsty patrons at the tavern, you know, giving them their supply. And it was because she worked there. He made the, del- the deliveries. That's how they met. Okay. He probably liked going there then. Probably. And she probably liked him showing up. Yep. And it was because of this that Monty and Haley, you know, had their, their relationship bloom and their whole ma- romance thing began like a whole whirlwind. And that same year, they got married. It was June 16th, 1936 when Haley was 36 years old. Okay. So, and this, so they got married. This would have been her third marriage then, correct? Yes. Okay. Or sorry, I believe she was 35 years old, technically. My okay. bad. Okay. Um, so yet behind the whole love and affection, as I had mentioned, Monty was somewhat of a uh, flawed individual and that began to show rather quickly. Did he do this? Did he do this? Well, we're getting there. So their relationship turned out to be quite volatile, if you will. Monty was known for his charm, but he had this darker side. He didn't even attempt 
to conceal his abuse on Haley or his violence towards her. Jeez. Only five months after their marriage, their troubles uh, in one event spilled out into the streets in the pre-dawn altercation in front of a tavern that they worked at. It was so fierce of a fight, apparently, between the two that law enforcement was called to break it up. I do not like that. No, not cool at all. No. Uh, so in the weeks leading up to the holiday season of 1937, Haley would arrive to work each day with her face marred with fresh bruises. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes her eyes would be swollen, blackened, and there would be large marks and bruises on her arms and stuff as well. Oh, that's sickening. Yeah, she wasn't living a, a very good life. And I don't think she was pretty happy, especially now this is clearly going to be another marriage that yeah. she doesn't want to be in, right? Yeah. And then on the morning of December 22nd, only a few days before Christmas, as the sun rose over the horizon, Haley never showed up to work. And she was never seen alive again. Wow. I mean, I saw that coming, but frick, that pisses me off. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Who do you think did it? I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> um, It's pretty clear. Well, sure? I mean, sometimes you sure about that? I'm pretty sure about that. Some sure crazy things happen, though, but I'm pretty sure about that. You're and sure I about feel that? so freaking bad for her. Like she I know was trying to start her life and this was her third marriage. And the fact that she like didn't even give up at that point, like she got married again. Right. And she's probably so hopeful. And then just like, boom. Yeah. Just getting kicked down over and over again. That it's heartbreaking. It is. So I, I really feel for Haley. Um, that she, especially that she ended up with this dirt bag, if I'm being honest. Oh yeah. hundred percent dirt bag. Yeah. So Monty was, you know, questioned quickly where, where Haley was mm -hmm. right? like, Hey, do you know where, where she is? What happened? Cause Hey, the spouse, right? Always the first to get questioned. Absolutely. And Monty offered a rather feeble explanation for the concerned friends and family. He claimed that, uh, she decided to flee with a sailor from Alaska. <laughs> oh yeah. Bullshit. And he's like, Oh, she went off with some other dude. Would anyone even believe that? No, it, it pretty much just raised everyone's eyebrows like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so eventually months began passing by, but Haley's family received no word from her because like, hey, she probably sent letters or something, right? But didn't hear anything. And more and more suspicions grew, but I mean, they, they couldn't do anything, right? Just yeah. Haley's gone. He says she walked off with another dude. What can you do? What can they do? Yeah. yeah. Um, and because... His wife allegedly ran off. Monty was granted a divorce and he promptly relocated to California to live with a woman who was the roommate of Haley's sister. And they apparently had already been having an affair um, before Haley's disappearance. This guy's a real winner. Yeah, he's he's a dick. Yeah, yeah I'm actually surprised that that Haley's sister's friend would even want anything to do with him. No kidding. I'm surprised his name isn't Carl. Yeah. Because not cool, Carl. It's, what is his name? Monty. Oh, Monty. Okay. I, I forgot. I wasn't Montgomery. paying attention to the piece of shit's name. <laughs> fair. That's fair. 
Uh, so it would be three agonizing years later on the summer day of 1940, when the secret of Lake Crescent began to surface. Two fishermen spotted Haley's lifeless body wrapped up in the blankets and bound in the water. Mm -hmm. So her journey to the surface of the water was a happenstance of the elements mixed with the crime itself. So we're going to touch on one of those right now. So Lake Crescent had Haley's body submerged in the frigid deep waters. The cold basically became the way on how she was preserved, thwarting any sort of decomposition. She was basically thrown in a freezer is oh, essentially okay. what it was. Okay, that makes sense. It's actually. a cold ass lake, a deep ass lake, and she was down at the bottom. So bacterial growth and stuff, not happening, yeah. right? Yeah. Which makes me think if someone was to dive into the bottom of that lake, how many just Ugh. bodies would be seen down there? Gosh, I don't even think anyone could pay me to do that. That would be terrifying. Right? It's not like you're seeing skeletons. You're just going to see a oh. perfectly preserved person. Yeah, that's there. A, that's my one of my worst nightmares right there. Like, yeah. I hate the seeing the bottom of water is terrifying. The bottom of water is yeah. terrifying? Really? Why? Because what the shit's down there? Like, <laughs> there's so much we don't know, I think, that's in like lakes and Oh, that's true. Oceans. Well, the ocean like, especially. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so basically being down there, being thrown in this, not, not a freezer because she's not frozen, but she's damn near right yeah like a fridge or yeah more so yeah yeah so slowly the salt and the calcium in the water initially um was the what started the whole alchemy process transforming her flesh into this like soap akin like substance hmm. so it began be, began this whole chemical process of breaking her flesh down and turning it into something else okay so and being down there for so long Gave it time for that process to work. Wow. Now, the other part of the puzzle, the puzzle, sorry, the puzzle, the other <laughs> part of the puzzle um, was quickly about to unfold. Now, suspicion around Monty quickly grew. Surprise, surprise. Um, and he found himself thrust into the harsh, glaring eyes of the law. And mind you, he was in California at the time. He was quickly extradited from Long Beach. So on, on October of 1941, Los Angeles Sheriff deputies knocked on his door, arrested and charged him with murder. Monty was swiftly transported back to the grounds of Port Angels, um, where justice was awaiting him. Well, yeah, Buddy probably thought that he got away with this. Probably. For sure. Yeah. 100% he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure, bud. For sure, buddy. Oh, yeah. Um, was he still with that chick? Do you know? I don't know. Okay, because I was curious if he was beating her. No, I don't know. Okay. So the courtroom, of course, was a stage for this whole sensational drama, and that's exactly what it was, a sensation. World War II events um, were happening at the time, and they were even competing for front page news attention against the trial in the areas. Really, hey? You betcha. Ordinary citizens were compelled by their morbid curiosity. They flocked to witness the unfolding drama in the courtroom. Seemed like everyone was crowded in this courtroom. Their eyes wide with a mix of basically horror and fascination. Much like myself at 3 a.m. when I'm listening to true crime podcasts, watching murder documentaries or researching cases. Mm -hmm. I feel them. It's all oh, good. Yeah, I think we probably all do. Definitely. Uh, so in Monty's, Monty's defense, or I was going to say in his defense. No, Monty's defense. There we go. Was rather feeble at best, just like his explanation earlier on. He argued adamantly that the deceased woman couldn't be Haley because she was alive when he last saw her. 
Okay. Okay. Right? She can't be dead. I saw her alive before. Yeah, that like everyone cool. believes you. Right. It can't possibly be you. Right? It's like she took a breath of air once. How can she be in the ground? Um, that's that's what life and death is, buddy. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Evidence was clearly stacked against him. And no one was believing this bullshit of, hey, she was once alive. Yeah, we know. So, <laughs> sorry. It's just, it's the dumbest excuse I've it ever is. heard. I mean, but did you have any expectations from him? Uh, that he'd come up with anything better? You got a point. No, I really didn't. But, I mean, I do always hope better for huma- humanity, <laughs> you know? You I do. hold high hopes, but you I know do. I'm always going to get let down. Um. So yeah, the evidence was stacked against him. It was absolutely damning. Um, there was a South Dakota dentist uh, who actually made the dental plate and they were the one who helped identify the plate to Haley. Uh, they stood firm, testifying under the weight of the whole truth in the courtroom that the dental plate found did in fact belong to her. Um, now, along with that dental plate, they were actually able to identify um, approximate um, body type, build, stature, that sort of stuff, some hair, that was still on there with Haley's hair. Oh, and then okay. also friends of the deceased were able to identify clothes worn by the body as belonging to Haley. Wow. And yet with all that evidence, the linchpin in the case was a very seemingly innocuous item. The rope that bound Haley. Okay. Yep. Here I thought you were going to be like, with all that evidence, he was found not guilty. And it's like, what? No, no, no. There's another piece of evidence okay. that really, because I mean. The rope. In all honesty, everything else is just painting the picture that it's Haley. Right. There's no evidence that ties Monty to her yet. True. Too Nothing. True. Yeah. But that rope ties Monty to Haley. Okay. So the rope, apparently, Monty had borrowed it from the tavern where he worked. The owner, or sorry, where he delivered to, um, the owner basically said, yeah, he borrowed 50 feet of rope, but he never returned it. He borrowed this rope to get his truck pulled out of some mud or something like that. Now, I do want to disclaim this. There was a couple sources I saw 100 feet of rope. Other sources I saw 50 feet of rope. I saw 50 more often, so I'm going with that. Okay. Um, so whether it was 50 or 100 feet, he borrowed a length of rope to apparently haul his truck out, but never returned it. And... The fibers from the rope were tested against fibers that still remained at the tavern. The tavern still had some remnants of this rope. So they tested the fibers against each other and it was a perfect match. <laughs> it was the rope. Wow. Like, could, okay. I mean, idiot. Could he, <laughs> could he not have just gone and bought rope? Like, I'm so, like, I mean, it's so good that he didn't and that he's being, like, caught here. But, like, what an idiot. Yeah. I mean, grant you, I guess, someone who already bought the rope could be like, yeah, I bought rope. I don't know. But still, what an idiot. Yeah. I mean, maybe he could just, I don't know, not kill his wife. Well, yeah, that would be much better. But, like, this guy is, like, not cool. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, so the the courtroom painted a picture and they believe that. How it went down was something like this. On that fateful day, and this is December night in 1937, a fight erupted in their home in a fit of rage. Monty brutally beat and strangled Haley, snuffing out her life in a moment of violence. Now, Hollis Fultz was the dedicated criminologist from the Washington State Attorney General's office who pieced together this puzzle. And 
he believes Monty had a desperate attempt to conceal his heinous crime and callously placed Haley's lifeless body into the trunk of his car and then drove out to the water. And under the darkness at Lake Crescent, uh, near the present day cabin resort Mm -hmm. or the tavern, he wrapped Haley's bodies in blankets, securing the bundle with the rope that he had still in the back of his vehicle. And in the dead of night, he used a rowboat to make his way out into the waters of the lake. He then tied Haley's body up with some weights to weigh it down so that she would sink when he dropped the bundle into the water. And then that's exactly what he did. He dropped her in the water, let the weights do their thing, allowing the deep, dark water to swallow up his terrible secret. Well, his wife, what a cold-hearted asshole. Yeah. Like, that's his wife. Yeah. Wow. For a split second, I thought you were calling his wife a cold-hearted asshole. But no, that's his wife. He is a cold-hearted asshole. Yeah. And this brings us to the second part of the puzzle on how that uh, saponification occurred. Okay. Those ropes that tied Haley's body to the weights eventually rotted and gave way. So the weights are weighing her down while she's still kind of floating and semi-buoyant. So she's sitting there and this whole process is occurring and eventually the ropes let go, allowing her to float back to the surface. Oh my gosh. That's wild, hey, that that all worked out like that. Yeah. So during the investigation, there were rumors and whispers that were circulating around of a potential accomplice, but none were ever found and none were ever charged. Hmm. I wonder why they thought because I mean, haven't we done cases actually before where um they've kind of I can't remember which it was one of the ones where he had killed his wife, I think. Anyway, and you're it, gonna it, have to be more specific. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> one of them that we've done, and I'm about to. So they were showing something where he was trying to throw her body overboard of a of a small boat with weights and oh, it's like right. quite hard. Yes. They were saying like, it, it's almost impossible to do as a, like a, a solo person, which I don't, it did. He did do it, but yeah. Well, actually that one, they weren't sure he did it. I can't I, remember his name. Was it Scott or something? That rings a bell. Yeah. But I can't recall, mm-hmm. but I do remember that some, like I vaguely remember that. And I also being like, well, it is really tough to like throw stuff out of a boat. But I mean, Hey, if the, like you can have a weight, five feet of rope and then a body push the body in the water yeah you just have to do it in 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 parts kind of yeah exactly yeah so So anyways there was rumors of an accomplice but no one was ever found jurors deliberated for hours and finally on march 1942 the verdict was delivered monty illingworth was found guilty of second-degree murder and was sentenced to life behind bars in Washington State Penitentiary in Walla Walla. Good, good. Monty only served nine years before he was released, and he eventually passed away on November 5th of 1974. What the shit? Yeah. Why only nine years? He was paroled after nine years. I couldn't find why, but he was. Well, that's a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, he should have rotted. Unfortunately, he didn't, Um, but he did leave behind a very terrifying legacy for a whole town Um, and this lake that is now scarred by the memory of what happened to Haley and the legend of the lady of the lake. Huh. This is a terrible question to ask. Yes. But is there any like photos of what her body looked like then? 
I didn't search for it, if I'm being honest. I mean, that's probably good, but I'm just, it's intriguing what what happened to her body, like how it preserved, you know? Yeah. I did see photos of her, but I didn't find or come across an autopsy report, which I'm assuming that's where I would find those photos mm-hmm. if they are out there. And I'm sorry, but nine years is not enough because he, he not just like killed his wife, but he was also beating her. And then he went about hiding the crime and like what is that saying or term when you're basically oh you're asking me another term just like yesterday the love of god <laughs> it's like when you're doing something bad to a body like desecration of a yeah. body yeah like that is so many things that he did yeah and like he should also have been charged for those beatings because there was witnesses and stuff right so yeah. i don't understand how nine years is okay i don't either but that is what he served that is the case I, I'm honestly curious on why the nine years really, but I I have not been able to find it yet. If I do ever find it, I'll, I'll let everyone out there know why (laughs) I'll put links and stuff, but things like that happen. Unfortunately, it is the justice system, though. It does sometimes come through. It is still very, very flawed in many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, it's the best we got. Hmm. What a wild story. I've never heard of that one. Neither have I. And when I found that her uh, skin was could be scooped away like putty. That, that's like, what oh, got shit. you, hey? Yes. Very much yeah, so. Yeah, that would get you, yeah, wouldn't it? Well, because I was looking at it. I was like, oh, she's like perfectly preserved after years. It's kind of like haunting and scary. And then like, yeah, her skin gets scooped away like putty. I'm like, that could induce nightmares. That That's Halloween week worthy. <laughs> yeah, that really is. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, just, okay. just imagine like. Looking at your face in the mirror and touching your hand to your face, and then it's just like warm wax. You're just Ugh. fingers sink in and just scoop flesh off. Cool. Yeah. Imagine that while you're sleeping tonight. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Sorry, not sorry. No, you're not sorry no, I'm at not. all. At all. Nope. I regret nothing. <laughs> My gosh. Okay. Well, if you want to, you can still tune in to us tomorrow. <laughs> but if we're not promising it'll be any better. But I will promise <laughs> I might try and induce more nightmares. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh, yeah, no, for sure, eh? Oh, yeah, eh? That's the point of this this week. Oh, yeah, it's Halloween week. <laughs> we got to get the creepy. We got to get the gross. We got to get the gruesome, the the weird. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's Halloween week for you right there. Yeah. Yeah. We need to post a picture of our cat. I oh, Kiwi? Realized. Yeah. Have, has Kiwi graced our socials? Uh, yeah, he has before. Okay. Well, yeah, he needs to be on there again. It's yeah. Halloween week. This is like his week of where he thrives. Oh, it is. If you guys don't know, we don't post him or talk about him very often, but we do have a black cat named Kiwi. He is what, 15 years old? 14, I 14. think. Or 15 next year, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, he's starting to get up there and uh, yeah, he is uh, He's our best Halloween decoration. Mm-hmm. That's why we have him, honestly. Just, just have a Halloween decoration all the time. Yeah, yeah he's still thriving, <laughs> really. Yeah, he's a good little boy. Aren't you, Kiwi? Yeah, he that just was a was, lie. He was just, oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah. I thought he already went upstairs. No, he's chilling. He's chilling. You, you finished your drink? Oh, yeah. I was finished my drink in the first five minutes. I almost made you pause so I could refill. <laughs> I hardly got to sip mine at all. So when I turn this off, which I sh- we should probably do here because we're starting to ramble, I think. I'm going to sit in the couch, have a, a good finish off of a drink, and then probably go to bed. Well, no, I'm going to upload this, and then I'm going to go to bed. But what you guys should do is you should check out our social links down below. Go check out our zombie photo shoot if you haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Go check out Jacko's podcast, Fearful. 
Oh, yeah. Because there's five new episodes out there. I believe there's 10 in total now. That's awesome. So you can go listen to some Jacko narrating some pretty insane wild stories. He covers true crime, paranormal, just weird, you name it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And he does a damn good job. Um, and, but yeah. And you could also go and give us a rating. Actually, if a, you feel so kind, a rating would be fantastic. Yeah. It helps the show immensely, especially just for a little indie podcast like us. Um, go give us a rating. Go give Jacko a rating. We appreciate it. If not, you're here. You're doing your thing. You're taking part in Halloween week. And we love that. So yeah. thank you so much. That is cool, too. OK, well, you ready for tomorrow? I'm ready. We're going to have another awesome case. We'll talk to you guys then. And until then, stay wicked. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 